and we're officially backstage at Riot Fest. I'm James Van Osdell. Carcon Carne all through Riot Fest, all through the fall, brought to you by Sopal Solar. Now is the time to get in on solar power. Get those panels on your roof. Start saving money the second they're installed and for nothing out of pocket. Get your consultation now. It's easy to do. It's kind of fun to do online. SopalSolar.com, S-O-P-E-L-S-O-L-A-R.com. My friend Brent Sopel, former Chicago Blackhawk, he's going to take care of you. He's going to help you change your life. Basically take control of your utility bills, have cost certainty for the first time ever. Welcome to Riot Fest, and thank you, Sopel Solar. It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van Osdell. All right, we are backstage at Riot Fest. James Van Osdell. That right there, that's Mike from Boston Manor, back in the States. Lovely to see you. Yeah, thanks for having me. So was it last November you were here? You were were at Radius the last time we saw you, right? Second. Was it November when we saw you here last? Yeah. Uh, Oh, maybe not. I don't know. Um, We did, yeah, we did a tour with Neck Deep in November. Uh, And then we've since been back and we did a a headline, um, headline tour. So yeah, that was just gone, I think, March, April. Yeah. So as we're recording this, you have a new album out next month. That's right, Good yeah, tour. October 14th. So Henry once said, every album tells a story. What what story does this album tell from your perspective? I think, um, well, I feel like, I, well, I didn't really write any of the lyrics, but like we've talked about it quite a lot. And, um, and it's kind of an album um, of, I guess, like addiction, um, I guess like losing control. Um, and it's all—it all takes place with uh, the backdrop of uh, nighttime. So it's—it's it's, you know possibly like indulging in alcohol, maybe overindulging, going out, making mistakes, um, and kind of just like destroying your body in a way, you know, like a lot of people do in the UK. It's kind <laughs> of like we we built an entire culture on it. Um, and yeah, and just how, just like the journey of uh, the protagonist through. Um, through through the nighttime and, and and you know encountering all of these different people, drinking, getting lost, and um, and partying, going crazy. Um, and I'm sure Henry also doesn't mind me saying that it's um, you know this is somewhat biographical, um, and it's been about him and his relationship with alcohol because in the UK as well we, we start drinking from when we're very young. Yeah. Um, and it got to the point um, not just Henry but like all of us in the band you know we were all drinking so much. Um, and it became so normal every day. You get shoved in a room and you get a, a bunch of like crates of beer and uh, you know a bottle of gin or something just thrown at you. And it becomes okay to consume it, you know. It, it becomes part of your job. And um, it kind of got to a point where we kind of all looked at each other and we were just like, yeah, we don't want this for ourselves, you know. Um, and we've uh, managed to keep an eye on it. But yeah, the Toro is, is kind of, a lot of it's based on, I guess, like our relationship with alcohol. and how we can use it as a crutch and how we can depend on it. Um, but also the, the bad things that come with that as well, you know? So, you mentioned yeah. how everything everything has kind of a nighttime feel to it. And I, yes. I think you made that crystal clear with the videos you've done yeah. so far for the album. I mean, Foxglove in particular, you've got that gritty nighttime vibe going. We, we've been um, very meticulous about this record. Um, it's, it's, I mean, the songs that we've written for it, we couldn't be prouder. Um, because like, I feel like it's just everything 
the essence of Boston Manor just distilled down to these songs, you know, um, was super confident at the moment and the, the way that they came together, it was just, it, it just, it was so organic and natural. And uh, then all of the videos, we've been work working with a videographer called Zach Pinchin and he just got it straight away, uh, the kind of aesthetic that we wanted. Um, and this uh, the album is part one of uh, a double album that we're going to be doing. And then we're going to, we'll see what happens. We, we've not quite got it fully planned yet, but we want to do part two, which is going to take place during the day and the dawn and the redemption and, um, you know, a little bit of a lighter touch to it, you know, all around. So. Okay, this is interesting to me because I feel like the, the process of creating an album as a complete work of art as opposed to individual a la carte singles is kind of lost. Thinking about a group of songs as one cohesive artistic vision, I don't feel like we see enough of that in the present day. Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about this a lot and um, we're all album heads. Like, we all grew up listening to, like, I think, and I think that stems as well from um, saving up all of your money when you're a kid, because we're all a little bit older, and then having to go to a CD shop or a record shop and buying a CD or record and hope that you, you better fucking hope that you like it, you know, uh, with the money that you spent on it. And uh, there's some albums that like, you absolutely get straight away and that you absolutely love them and you listen to them front to back and you, you read the lyric book and you get so immersed in the world that they the, the artist has created. And we love all that. And then there's those albums that you really have to work at to actually get it and enjoy it. And those are cool too, you know. Um, but yeah, we grew up listening to that. The way the music industry has changed now is everything just seems so disposable. Um, the streaming platforms, everyone's just putting out singles here and there. Yeah. And I feel like the magic and like the essence of like an album telling a story and like painting a picture, I feel like that that's maybe getting lost a bit. So we're trying to get back to that. And it's been really fun to release singles steadily and music, but like it's been great to actually release an album that tells a story front to back that people can be in, immersed in a world and enjoy, you know? I, I love felt. Uh, of the new songs. I love Passenger too. That song just flat out rocks. Oh, thank you so much. And again, yeah. there's another video. You've got the city, the city in the background. You've got that grit, that kind of urban feel to it. I feel like that video completely nails the essence of that song. Oh, thank you. Yeah, uh, I mean that was shot in our hometown Blackpool, and um, we just wanted to showcase the town a little bit more and the people living there. And yeah. It was the last song that we wrote for the record, actually. Um, we kind of just uh, needed that missing piece to the puzzle, and we went down, and that was the one song that we finished the record on. What, was it written to be that kind of anthemic song, or was it one you had in your back pocket that you kind of reworked? It, it's interesting you say that, because there was one song that didn't quite make it on the record, and it just felt weird. Like, we had it almost fully fleshed out and recorded, and we all sat and looked at each other, and we just said, this doesn't feel like Boston Manor. This feels weird. Like there's something really strange about this. We can't put this out. And then there was one thing that did really stand out to us, and that was the drum loop and the drum beat that we used throughout the song. And I, I, uh, I messaged our producer. And I was just like, "Can you send us the stems?" So he sent us the stems, and I grabbed the drum beat, and uh, and we we're just like, "Let's build an entirely new song on the, off this beat alone." And that's where it came from. So it was nice that we we made that song and we didn't completely throw it in the bin and that song kind of gave way to Passenger, you know? Um, and it was really nice to see that. So yeah, we used the drum loop and then built outwards from that and it actually came together so quickly and before we knew it, we were back in the studio recording that song and it, and it turned out even better than we expected, you know? So, yeah. Here in America, I look at the festivals in the UK as something kind of special and, and big. In America, I feel like Riot Fest is the only one that all fits under the umbrella of just a bunch of cool shit. 
Like it's, it's one of the few American festivals that like start to finish, you know you're gonna have a good time and see cool bands. What's your vibe being here today? I mean, I see, I've seen a lot of our friends' bands play right best, and uh, I've always been so jealous. Like, I always see the pictures, and, and then I look at the lineup, and I'm like, all of these very different sounding bands all here in one place. Very cool. But and, very uh, different, but they're all cool. Like, it's not, yeah. it's not just it a It works. Thing. Yes. It somehow works, yeah. Well, Boston Manor, I, I feel like, like as, as we're sitting here, we are days, months, weeks away from Boston Manor taking over the universe. So I appreciate you taking time. I hope so, yeah. We, I mean, we, we've been putting so much work and effort into it. Like this next year will be 10 years at, that marks the start of Boston Manor. Yeah, we're trying. <laughs> nice. I, I love the new stuff. The new album comes out mid-October. You are amazing. Thank you for doing this. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it.